return uh, in our Bibles um, to what in a, a pew Bible is uh, on page 940, which is Habakkuk. Um, whenever I go to write Habakkuk, I always have fun. I always try to shove two B's into it um, instead of the one that's actually in there. Um, but uh, Habakkuk comes uh, next to Nahum uh, in our Bibles. And, and the, the, the two books, the two prophets, do kind of have a bit of a relationship. Um, Habakkuk comes after Nahum, not just in the Bible, but a little bit time-wise, um, too. Um, so we're round about just this side of 600 BC. You know, that's the sort of time scale. And uh, whereas Nahum was dealing with the Assyrians, um, we start to see the influence of the, the Babylonians uh, in the time of Habakkuk. But Habakkuk is Habakkuk petitioning the Lord and the Lord giving his reply. Um, when uh, this appears in the lectionary, it doesn't quite appear in the way that I've just read it. Um, those of you that end up being in churches that have lectionary. Um, because what you get is verses uh, 1 to 4, so a Habakkuk's complaint, uh, and then the lectionary jumps quite a bit, um, so that the other half of the reading um, that comes from Habakkuk that Sunday um, is kind of from chapter 2, 1 to 4, which is a slightly more positive response than that initial one that Habakkuk gets. You know, we've said sometimes it has to be a long time before you look back and see the prayer getting answered. The Lord always answers prayer, but not always how we expect. And it's certainly true in the case of Habakkuk. Um, and it's not always in the timely manner that we would hope it to be. God does things in his time. And the Kairos moment, God's timing moment, is not always to our own uh, time. So I'd like us to, to think a bit about what's going on here. Um, because... Why are things happening in the way that they are? Part of the issue is that there's been changes among God's people and questions about rulers and kings have taken place. And uh, 
this morning as I, I was preaching, I, I referred to um, how God's love's always been there. And sometimes God has answered prayers, God has answered petitions in a way that maybe even he didn't want to. The people cried out for a king after the time of the judges. They wanted a king to be like the other nations. And God told them, really, you know, you don't want a king. Kings are rubbish. You don't want to be like those other nations. We want a king. And the Lord blessed them with a king. And soon it was quickly realized that that was not the right person, really. And David gets anointed and becomes another king. And we see that he's not perfect, and it goes on, and there's many, many kings. But God continues to love his people. At the time of Nahum and Habakkuk, we've come to a time when there has been uh, a new king. And he's not all what he might be. And he doesn't lead his people well. And so I, I, put, I put that first question down uh, on the bit of paper. What do we expect of a ruler or government? You know, God's people back at the time they said, we want a king. We're saying, we want a king to lead us into battle. That was what they wanted. Somebody at the front of the army, a ruler that was there. The time when things start going wrong for King David is uh, that time with Bathsheba. But that story starts off with the description of it was the time of year when kings go out to fight. Only he doesn't go out to fight. He stays enjoying himself in the royal palace. You know. So, so that's the first question I've put down. What we don't want a king or a queen or a prime minister probably to lead us into battle. But what do we want our government and rulers to actually do? Um, here, um, in, the, in the reading, the, the, there's been a bit of a challenge. Uh, the, the stuff round about verse 4, uh, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. That's saying there's a bad king. That's not, nothing to do with the Assyrians or the Babylonians. That's a rubbish king. The question goes on from that, drawing on that verse 4. Uh, 
drawing perhaps on the times that we pray as Habakkuk does here and we doesn't seem to get the answer that he's expecting straight away um, into that question of we feel there's a system be it a government system, a church system a relationship with God's system sometimes we might feel that the system doesn't work how do we feel and how do we respond? So that's your second question, I think, on tonight. And the third one is uh, that bit that the lectionary jumps over. How God speaks to him and says, you're not expecting this. I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. I mean, he's telling them what he's going to do, but you're not going to believe. God does unbelievable things. Because he can do amazing things. Um, so, how would Habakkuk feel about the Lord's response to his prayer that we see here? And maybe that might challenge us about how the Lord sometimes responds to our own prayers. Where I used to work um, before I trained for the ministry, um, we occasionally had protesters. And... Uh, it, we knew when they were going to be coming. It was, it was well known when they were going to be um, outside the gate for the most part. And uh, because people were worried about how long they would be stuck in traffic and uh, whether there might end up being damage to their car, on the days when there was protesters, more people cycled to work than cycled to work on the cycle to work days. <laughs> you know, and I always wondered whether the, um, the environmental team on site should actually just tell us that there was going to be protesters lots of times. Uh, people that were trying to get their point across, um, say, that were rebelling and challenging and... Um, expressing how they thought things should be um, just to get us onto our bikes and uh, make sure that we um, did it that way. So when the system doesn't work, it's very annoying. Um, and we need to seek God's way and uh, hope for his justice to be coming into the situation. Now, um, Habakkuk was making this petition saying, bring justice, bring new hope, get rid of this king, you know, do something new or change the king or change the king's ways or, or something. God's response is to say, well, um, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send the Babylonians. Now, you weren't expecting that one, were you, Habakkuk? 
um, and you know sometimes God's response is quite different from what we imagine sometimes we don't really know what we actually want to happen we want things to change but we're unclear on um, how God might actually get there and he can do things that are an incredibly different way the Babylonians are far from being God's people they are nothing like how God's people should be living the description of how they will sweep in lots of fast different animals they are described the uh, leopards uh, the cavalry galloping the vulture swooping um, it, it's got to be a fast attack but um, the end result will be that there's got to be change in that land and if you ask for change change will come might not happen the way you want it and it might be a very difficult road to get there um, so uh, I just as, as we come to that third point um, I'm probably not going to take feedback because our time's rushing away um, but it it is you know really a sense of um, not what was expected but is something that will bring change and if we commit ourselves to the Lord sometimes God will lead us into places that we don't expect um, as we pray for things to happen but we have to seek that bigger picture that we've just been talking about um, seeing you've turned over the page seeing they've turned over the page I, was, I turned over the page too there's my confession um, and uh, the, uh, chapter 3 skipping over that uh, last bit it seems to be a bit of a song uh, chapter 3 um, but at verse 17 uh, towards the end of this prayer of Habakkuk, this song of Habakkuk, he says though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls yet I will rejoice in the Lord I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. After all he's been through, after all that said is going to happen, Habakkuk trusts the Lord 
it sounds completely desolate the picture there nothing to eat no farming going on a complete wasteland devastated he must be but yet he trusts in the Lord and uh, we take it that the prayer that he sings there will be answered because the Lord is good.